0: time for the Retirement Roadmap
1: Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller.
0: Glenn, we're going to have some fun on today's show and welcome everybody to the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter here alongside Glenn Mosseller, founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting, a registered financial consultant. Find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. You really shouldn't dread this as much as you maybe, uh, you know, hated hearing this as a kid, Glenn, but, uh, you know, it's time for a pop quiz. Are you ready?
1: All right, Walter. Let's <laughs> let's let's jump in here.
0: We're we're going to put you and our listeners through a retirement planning preparedness quiz and put you guys under the microscope a little bit with five critical questions to which you need to know the answers. So sharpen your pencils or your 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 fake audio pencil here, and uh, let's see how ready you are for retirement. So we'll have a little bit of fun asking you these questions and uh, getting to know the why behind some of these answers as well. All right, so here's the first one. Everybody can play along at home. At what age should people start saving for retirement? Is it A, when you begin working, B, after you buy your first home, or C, when you've paid off all your debts? Well,
1: what do, what do you what do folks think out there? So, I mean there's different there's different, you know, ways of thinking about things. Walter, and I you mean know, you hear a lot of different advice out there, particularly from you know from some some of the uh you know, the, what I call the the financial entertainers, right? I mean, it, it's, it's real quick answers, you know, and then sometimes it's more complicated, right? So what I was, what I always always say is, you know, to these, the, to these types of questions is, is that there's always going to be, you know, caveats and, you know, and, and, and exceptions to rules and those kinds of things, right? So, you know, I, I think you kind of look at these and you say, well, you know, the, the the first choice was when you begin working, then after you buy your first home, and then after you've paid off all your debts. Well, you know, I mean, if you wait till you've paid off all your debts, I mean, life's going to keep happening and you're going to have more and more things. So I, I, that to me is a very challenging thing, although there is there is some. There is some thought out there and, you know, and and different advice that that, that tells you to do that first. And uh, the reality is, is that, you know, that that's quite hard to do and if if life throws you a curveball or two, suddenly you didn't get to start saving for retirement, so you kind of have to you kind of have to balance your you know your your expenses and debts at the same time that you're putting money away at least from my perspective and that's something that we can that we can obviously you know we can go into a you know great depth that you know if, if uh You know in a a type of a meeting and looking at your particular situation you know i mean when you first begin work you may or may not have enough cash flow to really start putting money away you know i mean that's the ultimate i mean if you have if you can that's a great time to start obviously you know, I don't know if, you know, if after buying your first home, you know, is, is if there's a real reason to wait till then, you know, but, you know, you have to kind of look at your overall situation and, you know, and see, but, you know, what I would say is, 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 is as soon as you can, you know, and, you know, and then there, you're going to find some times, particularly early on in life when, when, when there's more of. Wide variety of different things that can happen. You know, kids come along. You know, you, you all of a sudden, you know, the economy takes a turn. Maybe you, maybe you lose a job for a period of time. Different things like that can happen. So you might have some ups and downs. But you wanna, you want to start as early as you can, and you want to be as consistent as you can. You know, putting money away. And I think if you go with that philosophy, you're gonna, you're gonna be better off. You know, starting sooner rather than later. You with me, Walter?
0: I'm with you. Sounds like a great answer, and hopefully it was similar to the answers that our listeners would have had on their minds as they were answering these in the back of their own uh, minds here over the last few moments. Uh, Let's have question number two, Glenn. Which of these is the best estimate of how much income you'll need in retirement? That's one of the most important questions you can ask as you prepare, so let's see if we have the right answer here. Is it A, 50% of your current income, B, eighty-five percent of your current income that you'll need in retirement. C, one hundred percent. So keep things the same. Or D, none of the above.
1: Right, right. So again, you know, the different different thoughts out there. Typically, you know, you're, you know, I think you know, fifty, fifty percent is probably a bit low. However, if you're a super high earner at this point, and you know, you earn way more than what your lifestyle is, that could potentially be true. Right. Um, you know, the you know, tr- traditional thought says, you know, probably around 85 percent of your current income is, you know, for most people is probably about right. You know, I guess the question is, is, you know, I mean, do you, do you really want to take a pay cut or would you rather try to you know, maintain, you know, close to or you know, probably a little north of 100 of percent of your of your current income? You know, and be able to you know continue at the same lifestyle, or possibly a bit more. I mean, some of your expenses may go down when you retire, but then again, some of your discretionary spending may go up because every day is Saturday, or at least it feels like it. Right. So you got to have to be, you know, you have to be again, it's a it's it's not a one size fits all. It kind of depends. You know, I mean, I could make it, you know, I, I could make a, the, you know, the uh, the argument, I think. And I think I probably already have is, is is that it's you know, it's 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 dependent upon the particular situation. But in general, you know, I I hate to see people, you know, you know, take a you know, take a pay cut and, uh, you know, and, and have their and have their uh their lifestyle be reduced when they go into retirement. So, you know, you kind of just have to weigh all those things that are out there, you know, and, and see what's going to be the right answer for you. But, you know, I, I look at it and say, you know, you probably want to try to maintain where you're at and, and and hopefully have some some things in there that will, that are built in to help you adjust for inflation as well so you can maintain your lifestyle throughout retirement. And I think that that would be the ultimate. Right. I mean, that's that's where most people want to be. And whether you know what the right percentages of your current income, you know, there might be some variability there depending upon your current circumstances.
0: Great points across the board on that one, Glenn. All right. Question number three in our retirement planning quiz. Which of these do you find that retirees fear the most? And so it's a, this question may be a little bit more personal for our listeners. So there's not necessarily a wrong answer here for our listeners as they play along. But for you, Glenn, we're looking for what's the most common fear that you run into. Uh, so is it A, not leaving enough money to the next generation, to the kids? B, running out of money yourself? Or C, needing nursing home care?
1: Right. Well, I can tell you which one it isn't.
0: I'm gonna guess A, right?
1: That's A, right? I, I mean, there's very few times where folks is like their that's their major concern, right? I mean, most people want to leave something to the kids, but more often than not, it's kind of a, well, what what's left over? I want them to have, right? But it's more B and C, right? Running out of money, or you know, or or possibly needing you know nursing home care, right? And so those those two things are. You know, are kind of, you know, they're, they're, they, they can potentially be interconnected, couldn't they, Walter? I mean, it's really. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot to both of those, and I think that when you're doing your planning for retirement and your retirement income planning and how to position your your different assets, you know, those those are those are you know kind of um, they're they're kind of variations of the same thing, right? And in terms of protecting you, you protecting you and your spouse to make sure that your money's going to last, and you know, and and certainly having you know having you know some hedges in place or some plans in place for for the potential of, of having nursing home care, you know, you know, is, 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 is almost part of a running out of money answer. So I think it's, it's a close thing. I think ultimately, if you're going to answer the question, it's, it's, it's B, running out of money, but knowing that C might be the thing that did cause you to run out of money, if that makes sense
0: does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good point to illustrate there, Glenn. And often fears can, you know, kind of compound on one another or definitely related. I can see B and C having a lot of overlap there for sure. Uh, here's another one for you. Question number four in our retirement planning quiz. Which of these examples best represents a diversified retirement plan? Is it a a mix of 60% stocks and 40% bonds? B, three rental homes in different neighborhoods, along with a significant amount of cash in the bank, or C, 10 to 12 different mutual funds, or would you have to give this one a D, none of the above?
1: Well, Walter. I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of people would have answered A. You know, with the with the with the sixty forty split of stocks and bonds. You know, a number of years ago, right? I mean, that for, for for a very long time, that was that was you know considered the you know the you know the, the the retirement plan that that lots and lots of advisors you know put out there as the as the ultimate, and you know, and a lot of folks did that. You know, the, the challenge obviously is is that you know I mean the markets market conditions change right over the years you know you know interest rates have you know had fallen and fallen and fallen and fallen you know and the stock market has done you know quite well in general over over the last you know number of decades and yet at the same time we find ourselves in a place where interest rates have been so low that now with interest rates rising you know people are finding themselves in a difficult scenario where you know some of their bond funds or the money that they have in bonds is, is, is lost as you know, nearly as much value as, as some of their stock holdings. And so that that's 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 kind of confounding for folks. So you know I think you have to kind of look at well what 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 are the what's the market environment that we are currently in or li- and are likely to be in for the next number of years and you know and throughout your retirement and you know you 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 have to you kind of have to question whether or not that one makes sense you know you know any any longer if there's other things that they could look to accomplish the same goals that that was that that was designed for but now with with current market conditions there, there may be other ways of getting getting. getting there, so to speak. Um, in terms of rental homes and, and that kind of thing, you have to be a, a certain type of person that you know that who's can, can be a landlord or you know and, and and deal with that. But again, there's there's some volatility there. There's there's not an enormous amount of diversification in you know and having everything in you know in rentals, particularly if you know if you, you just have two or three houses there, you know, and, and how long are you gonna be able to do that? Are you is your health gonna last? You know, or are you gonna have the ability to do that? Or is there's gonna be some other things that you need to, to have? You know, you, you probably Even if you have rental houses and there are and there's nothing wrong with having that be part of your retirement plan. The question is is does it make sense to be all of your retirement plan for all of your retirement years you know there you know there there's there's again there's a there's a number of questions in there to unpack and, and to see you know what the particular situation is I mean, moving money around in a few you know you in know in a few different mutual funds you know that gives you some investment diversification at least potentially but you know again I mean that that's not the only way to think in terms of retirement planning you right you you have you have money that you've got to have be creating reliable income so I would tend to lean that you know that that none of the above is really a, 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 the you know the the quote unquote the you know the the retirement diversification that we're looking for, right? Again, it's gonna kind of depend. I, mean, I think I think we have to kind of think along along the lines of of what your income plan look like. You know, we've got a factor in Social Security. Is there a pension? You know, what other things do you have that are going to create income? You know, what have you saved? What can we possibly reposition to create an additional, you know, uh, stream of income or two? You know, that, that's going to be you know, that's something that you can rely on. So I think we're going to have to do a little bit more work there and, and try to find out, you know, find out some more more, uh, answers, you know, and, and, some details, but also, you know, have a, have some adi- additional choices because it, I don't think there's a, there's the, there's the right answer quite there. And for, at least for, at least for most people,
0: you know, a couple of weeks, we did a show a couple of weeks ago, we did a show about uh, how retirement planning ain't what it used to be. And I feel like we could throw, you know, that answer A, the 60% stocks and 40% bond mix, kind of into that uh, conversation, right? Like that's one thing that you used to just kind of always hear. Yeah, do that. You'll be pretty safe. You'll be pretty good to go. Uh, doesn't necessarily get the job done these days. So that, we could we could extend that episode with, uh, with that answer, I think.
1: No doubt about it. All
0: right, let's do one more here, Glenn, uh, on our retirement preparedness quiz number five. To make sure you don't run out of money in retirement – only withdraw blank percent from your portfolio each year. So is it 1%, 4%, 6%, or D, find a different strategy altogether? Right.
1: Well, I mean, th- this kind of leads to the you know, to the uh, thought of it. A lot of people have probably heard of the 4% rule, right? And the, uh, the idea of, of withdrawing 4%, you know, a year. And if you were able to do that, you know and you start at age 65 that you know you know that re- and you know and you add a you know you add an adjustment for an inflation of two or three percent you know you you ought to be okay you know through life expectancy and and maybe that works out maybe that doesn't work out there's there's a there's a there's a whole deep conversation and analysis that we could go into is to to show examples where that where that might not work out um, and other situations where it might work out and again it depends upon how are your accounts positioned if your accounts are all positioned in 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 variable in variable places where they can go up and down in value and there's no stability there you know if you have a if you have a stretch you know of of time where where your account values are down, particularly if this happens early on in your retirement years, you know you might find yourself in a real difficult spot, you know, trying to do that. So I think, it, and for the vast majority of people, I think that we need more analysis, and we really need to find a, you know, a, a different strategy, you know, altogether, you know, and then saying a different strategy altogether might be overstating it, but certainly we want to we want to be thinking along the lines of, you know, how can we make sure that you're going to have have reliable income throughout your retirement years and I think that's really the ultimate question that we want to be able to you know to determine is how are we going to get from here to there and you know realistically you know, you'd like to think that it's probably somewhere around that four percent, but just making the assumption that oh, I can withdraw four percent every every single year, and, and no matter how my money is positioned, and I'm gonna work, and everything's gonna work out fine, that um, you know, it, it's kind of a roll of the dice if you're doing that, and and certainly, you know, most people I talk to want to have their retirement plan and their retirement income plan, you know, have have some more stability to it and some more certainty to it than than just you know hoping that that they that they get the you you know the 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 market is is kind to them throughout and you know and has the has, is is up at the right times and if it has to go down that it that it, that it goes down you know later on in their retirement years you know that that that's just that's you know hope is not a strategy and i and i'm afraid that that that, that might be where folks lead if they just think in terms of a, just a oh i can withdraw a certain percentage and i'll be just fine i think there's more to it than that
0: i think you're right about that glenn no uh, no question and that's why it's so important to make sure that we're getting the right kind of advice and guidance from the advisors that we work with you know it's it, it shouldn't be incredibly complicated for you to go through the planning process but there should be an understanding that retirement planning is complicated hope that makes sense uh when you have the right person directing you through this process you'll find it easy to go through these steps but often going at it alone you can see the financial world is full of rules and it sounds to me glenn like through the years of hosting this show with you none of the rules are correct (laughs) none of the none of the things that have rule attached to them apply anymore actually work or, really, something we can kind of hang our hat on. And so that can be very confusing for the average person to try and navigate on their own when you, oh, there's all these rules of uh, of thumb that you should follow, and none of them will really lead you to the right place. Uh, well I cases. think Walter
1: one of the I think what, what you have to kind of think in terms of is is that as, as I think you use the the term it's a starting place, you know, and and you know, either in this episode or or possibly in the you know in the last and we talked about that. And that's kind of rules of thumb are just that. They're rules of thumb. They're not absolutes, right? And so, you know, you hear certain things that you know that that that, that tend to have truth behind them. That you know that that doesn't necessarily mean that, that it's always gonna be work out and, and that's you know you can we can say that's the right answer it doesn't necessarily mean it's it's it's, it's absolutely the wrong answer either I just say that that you that you start you start at certain starting points you know with with what general rules are and then you say okay does this apply is your particular situation a little different are the market conditions you know somewhat different and when when you're retiring versus you know versus you know when somebody else retired you know do you have do you you know are there other scenarios do you have pensions do you not have pensions there's a lot of variables in there and so again you kind of take those those rules of thumb and you just say okay well let's 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 talk about that and you know like i say there's 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 significant amounts of truth there but there's enough uncertainty there that you can't just hang your hat on it entirely does that make sense walter
0: Makes a lot of sense, and that's why I remind folks that if you want to work with an advisor who goes through an in-depth planning process to customize a plan for your situation, to reach out to Glenn Mosseller. uh, Get a second opinion of what your current financial plan looks like, or if you've never done one before, I guess it would be a first opinion. Uh, But either way, give him a call, set up a time to visit, chat, and ask your questions, 336-291-3535 that's 3362913535 or go online to roadmapfinancial.com that's roadmapfinancial.com whether you passed or failed today's quiz as a listener, no worries. Uh, whatever your level of financial education, Glenn is happy to be able to work with you and help you plan for your retirement. 3362913535 that number to call or again go to roadmapfinancial.com and click on the free consultation button. Glenn, thanks for the help on today's episode. I'll look forward to another one next week with you. All right, Walter. Take care. Join us again next time for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast.